Um, you guys were talking about ska just a minute ago. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. Yeah, always. You, all you the guys time. were saying how it's how it's like back. It's like it's now it's a hot. reference. It's it's a it's a topic of uh, of discussion. Uh, on, it might not be a popular shows. genre yet again, but it is definitely a hot topic. Uh, I think I realized when you guys talking about ska um, that it's just uh, cool clown music. Like, that's what cool clowns listen to. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dom, you wanted to start recording just so you could diss ska in front of me? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, like, it sounds like like really cool clown music. No. It's the... It's the- <laughs> It's the music for clowns that dropped out of clown. Country. I'm sorry. That is. Hold on. That is one subset of ska music. Is clown music. There's a lot of uh, political discourse ska. That's a little bit more like Russian uh, 1920s po- political rally music. That's really good. I don't want to hear any Russian bullshit in my ears, dude. Not Whoa. now. Not in this political climate. Whoa. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying that one. Uh, would you believe? <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. I look. Go. You know what? Do this for Dom. Lay it out for Dom. Because I, I get Scott, Chad. I get. Yeah, it. you get. It. Do you get? It? There's, there's different. Like the World Tree Yggdrasil. There's different branches <laughs> of Scott that go into different realms, and one is clown music, right? <laughs> Which one is the clown music? Like, what band would be? Well, in the clown I don't even. Dom says this clown music first. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you which. Bit. I mean, I could tell you "Mighty Buddy Boston." Like, like I could identify one of their songs, but I mean, it all sounds the same to me. Whoa! It's like okay, fish. yeah. It's like <laughs> I would say like Aquabats, which I love. Clown music. Yeah, literally did songs yes. for little kids on Yo Gabba Gabba, and it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Then you got like, oh man, everyone's just tuning out of this podcast so fast. And then you got like, you got your like RX bandits and they're a little bit more like, hey, let's, they're punkier. They're punkier. Let's bring down the man. Hey, we might not even have ska music in it. And then you got like, mm-hmm. and then you got your like, uh, reggae infused because ska and reggae, very similar. Did you know ska came before reggae? Did you know that? And then, That's uh, not true. <laughs> <laughs> totally did and then uh that's more like that's gonna be more like a uh operation a fish, operation ivy operation ivy like a fishbone that kind of thing and you're like yeah hey there's suddenly not just some white dudes in this band there's a little bit there's a little bit more diversity going on this is a little bit cooler i gotta say if you're trying to get into scott if you want to listen to some scott operation ivy although ar- arguably a punk album but it's a nice merge between the two, and it gives you just enough where you're not feeling too clowny. Not too, not like you dropped out of clown college. Not like you dropped out of clown college. Uh, it's like you're thinking you're a punk, but you're thinking about going to clown college. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to maybe get your act together. Yeah, <laughs> and then I think, think there's like tangential branches. Like there's like like cake, kind of a ska band, not really. But like, kind of a ska band, like that kind of. Not thing. real. Not. I mean, they're having they're, a trumpet they're, they're in half your band. And half. It's like a step. It's like a step brother. I'd say. I would say Cake is like Cake went out to a bar, picked up a person from a ska band. They went back home together and woke up the next day and were like, "You want to make a song together?" Yeah, they and they do that like every now and then. They, they, they wait. Hold, hold on. Married into ska a little bit, but the riffs, the riffs of Cake are not like those. They're um, like Beck. They're like Beck all Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying, yeah, though. Is so Ska but, is not always just... It's not just like... But it, 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 no, but very... Ska, 
Scott has that specific riff that's like up. It's like you pull up on the guitar. It's, right? on, it's on the ones and threes is what I learned. Um, so the, the twos and oh, fours. That's, that's the- right. I'm talking to my man Chad who played <laughs> trombone. Uh, I played bass in a played bass in a couple ska bands in high school. Yeah, pretty cool. Did you play? Did you play Christian ska? Yeah, I played bass in ska bands. Yeah, uh, Christian play- ska bands. No, oh, dude, Christian ska is a whole nother tree, and it's like kind of <laughs> dope. Like it's pretty good. <laughs> Five Iron Frenzy, sick. Um, wait, is, wait, hold on. Is Five Iron Frenzy religious? Five Iron Frenzy, dude, half of their song. What are their albums? Is called no. Jesus of Nazareth. You know Five Iron Frenzy? Yeah, they're they're a super I, Christian yeah, I know song. Them. Yeah, Christian bad. But some what? of their songs just don't say the word Jesus, so people don't know. They fooled me. Yeah, right. There's a lot of songs where you're like, I could totally play this for a girl I love, and she mm-hmm. all straight, but it's also about committing myself to the God. Uh, listen, wow. There's a lot, guys. See, Scott goes deep. Scott, wow. the the roots of ska go everywhere. I came up with a nickname for you. Yeah, because of that, because of that ska knowledge you dropped on us. On us, it's the Meter Man, Chad, the Meter Man, <laughs> Meter Man, like a Meter the Man. Meter is- Man. No, because you're laying out the meter of the beat for us. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Um, the meter man. Uh, yeah, you know, I was in a couple bands. Uh, Fat Kid Running was our most popular one. We definitely did. Uh, That's cool. That's a good name. We definitely did some name. like uh, Streetlight Manifesto covers. That sort of. It's real hard, by the way, to like recruit horn players. Like that's the hardest part of a ska band is you got to find someone well, who knows have- trumpet, also likes ska, is an eye rolly towards it, and then like, can you come to practice three times a week? It's real tough. High school is the easiest time because you can just go to the band room and be like, all right, which one of you dorks wants to be in a punk band? And then you just pull like one of them. You would think that in a surprisingly amount, maybe because Scott's not cool. We're like, no, I'm just doing this because I want to perform in Philip Sousa Orchestra or whatever. Like, (laughs) yeah, they're they're like, no, I don't do that Scott stuff. That's too spicy for my taste. That's what they'll say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, You know, speaking of playing in bands, um, and uh, I have to say before we start talking about this, we should try to make this the five-minute version because we could talk about a whole podcast uh, worth of of this. No, you playing in a band in a church... That we saw on a certain documentary oh, called no! Second Skin. <laughs> save it, save it for Camp Goosebuds. We need to talk about that on Camp. Can we, te- Dude, can we tease? Is- can we tease it? Maybe, and then we do a full. Uh, we, yeah, people who are not supporting the Patreon, it's okay. We we love you still. We'll give you a taste, right? We'll give you like a little taste, yeah, and then we'll have yeah. A so 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 Chad and I watched this documentary about people who play MMOs. Um, it was made in 2008. It's yeah. like it, it, like they cover the release of Burning Crusade, so it's at like peak. <laughs> wow. Um, but you know, we're watching this documentary, and and Chad is like, "Wait, I know that intersection. Oh, this is this is uh, uh Fort Wayne. Fort yeah. Wayne. yeah." Chad was recognizing the different parts of Indiana that a lot of this takes place. And, in. and I just want to add this detail too, like not to be mean to everyone in the documentary. It's very much the like the slice of kind of mid midwest like middle income just like you just totally get it like you just very much like wood paneling everywhere and you're like yeah uh, i lived in that house like that's my best friend's place like i totally get a computer that's kind of like crapped against a corner and a desk and that's what they're playing wow on and they're like hunched over on a couch like that kind of thing if that makes sense uh-huh. you're like it's, it's, a, it's a type of living that was very real and yes the six guys who all play wow together were from fort wayne indiana uh, and not to stuff. Wow, on. I can't believe I can't believe you I can't believe you 
were watching I, that and you recognize I definitely recognize like two of the guys somehow and like I was like I think that one worked at a GameStop or something like that kind of well, thing. Well you also you also recognize suddenly a mm. church that they were in you were like I've been in that church. I played I wow. played bass guitar and praise band in that church. Yeah, that was really that was really blowing my mind in the middle of that documentary. Yeah, it was, it, well I mean the documentary is mind blowing on its own. It is such a crazy crazy mess that we will have to discuss on Camp Goosebuzz, but guys it's worth it. So if you ain't a subscriber now, get in. Did we say what it was episode called? Is coming. Did we say what it was Second called? Second Skin. Second Skin. Okay. No, yeah. we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Second Skin. Second Skin. Yeah. Okay. It, you, th- you think you know what it's going to be about? You're like, yeah, I get it. Second Life. It's like being in another world. It goes crazy. One, oh, I uh, one I detail about the documentary that we just <laughs> have to point out is that all these people who were like hardcore playing these games, like WoW or EverQuest or EverQuest 2, uh, most of them did not have a computer chair or a computer yeah, desk. They exactly. were playing at like a kitchen table. It's, it's very weird. Hard. It's, but I've seen, I had friends who did that and it drove me crazy. Not to say you got to have your own crazy gaming chair set up, but just like these are people who are playing. You should it. for your own posture. You should. For your yeah. sake, the sake of to, your body. That's all hoity toity. Like, oh boy, these plebes that they're. It's like, yeah, like in a kitchen, it's like if you just knocked all the toaster over. And just you had to put your chair, computer over and you're hunched over and you're playing that 18 hours. That's crazy. But it's easy access to the food. That's probably what it is. You can just walk right over. Oh, grab some there food, was so much trash in. over all of their stuff. It was not like, which I've never understood in terms of, we'll tell you one thing and then move on. Like, I've seen so many documentaries about kind of like fringe gaming culture, mm-hmm. board gamers. And then they'll come into the room and like shoot where they like play D&D or like, hey, I play WoW 18 hours a day. And they, they don't clean up. At all. I just never understood this, like, even if that's what the reality is, I think if people were coming into my apartment, yeah, I, you would, well, I'm going to move a few things. There's a few things that are not being on camera. Yeah. That's why you're yeah. not the focus of a gaming documentary, Chad. I guess <laughs> that's probably so. why. Because you don't, you're like, you're not going to, like, devote that much energy to just the game that you're not going to pay attention to this other stuff outside. But it's literally just, like, open bottles of Gatorade, like, half drank and just, like... Uh-huh. I don't know. Not to, not to shame at all. It's kind of amazing that no one does any. Toss it in a not trash to... bag. Throw it in the closet. I, I don't know. Gussie up before they come over with the cameras. Okay. Uh, before we get into the book, I, yeah. I have to run this thing by you guys. And this could be another hour thing. But I just need to run this thing by you. Uh, I, I learned from it from Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, and had a hour-long argument with my, my girlfriend about this. Mm-hmm. It's called the Monty Hall problem. Okay, I don't know it. Okay, it's it's insane to me. I want to hear what you guys respond to this. I'm going to say it's real quick. The Monty Hall problem is a brain teaser. It's like a probability puzzle loosely based on an American television game show uh, deemed after the post Monty Hall. This is the question. Suppose you're on a game show and you're given the choice of three doors. Behind one door is a car. Behind the others... Oh, this is different than one I heard last night. You had one door as a car, behind the others, goats. You pick a door, say number one, and the host who knows what's behind the doors opens another door, say number three, which has a goat. So you said one, but he opens three to show you the three has a goat. He then says to you, do you want to pick door number two? Is it to your advantage to switch your choice? What? No, so this is, here's here's the crazy thing. It's like, and this is what, like, uh... Uh, Heidi was trying to explain to me last night. I was just like, no, this is stupid. It's supposed to be that, like, logically, you know. Well, can, can we give, can we give an answer? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to say what you, yeah, you're, you already know? 
Go ahead, Dom. You answer. I mean, you would have better odds making that choice. Of going to two instead of one? Well, yeah, because he says, so, you know, at the top of the problem, you have a one in three chance. So you have a 33% chance to get the right door. So then when he's like, when it's two doors and he gives you a choice, he's like, would you like to choose again? So you have another choice. So it's it's 50% chance. So you have a better probability to get the prize. Okay. All right. So here's what, here's what I, Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm with you halfway. And here's the thing that this is, this is the thing I was tripping over. Is in my mind, the fact that this is, I know this is like a logic puzzle, this is not a real thing. I'm like, I need to know what the host's motivations are. Like, this is what I would basically uh-huh, do. Yeah. I was like, you're saying there's a host, and he has chosen not to show me the door that opened. And yeah, like, does he know, does that, he no, know dude, something this is about exactly what I was doing last night? I was like, does he have a, does he have a game? Does he want me to win the prize? And, and Heidi was like, no, it, he's like not real. He's like, she was like, he's like, he's not. There, it's literally just a phrasing for a door opens and the other one's not there. I'm like, okay, so it's purely random. Like a robot opens it. She's like, why does it need to be a robot? I was like, this was a whole conversation for an hour <laughs> where I need context. I think the same way, Dom, you're answering it of like, he's giving you another option. So clearly he knows something you don't, right? Well, maybe, but you know, that's the tradition of game shows is that somebody makes a choice and then you, you show them what they didn't win. True. Right. So well, here's the thing about your thing, Dom. You said so. You said you when he opens the third door. Now there's two doors. So I mean, why would you change from one to two at that point? Wouldn't you stick with one and just because it's fifty? It's a fifty-fifty chance no matter what. That, that's the logic. Two. I think that's the logical answer. So this is how it was explained to me. That's the actual logical. You know that doesn't actually determine anything. Like in a in a if you took away the host, like a person, and just said like a door opens randomly, and you saw it, you know it's now still it's fifty-fifty. But you you wouldn't switch differently because why would the odds have like why would the actual odds have changed? It's just that he gives you a second choice, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, would you like to switch? Is also saying you know choose between these two doors. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's fucking with you. See exactly. So I want to know about this man, this mystery man, yeah. and why he didn't Tell open me the, the man's door. Story was it, like, dude? Exactly. This is exactly the motivation what is is more enticing television. <laughs> yes, it is. I don't give a shit about. Fuck the car. Fuck the gun. I'm glad I don't you're give a shit also. About that. I went about this guy. I'm glad you're also responding to this. I was like, I need to know all the details. Was it a mistake? Did he open the wrong door by accident? And basically, I ended up like, uh, I was very high. I ended up like pitching like a a new <laughs> Price Is Right game to my girlfriend's dismay, where she's like, No, just answer the question. I was like, Yeah, but what if there's like a Price Is Right game <laughs> called Garage Doors, and and Drew Carey pulls you up, and uh, you totally like. You have a, he gives you a garage door clicker and it's like, open the garage door clicker and one of these cars will be on door number one. And then you can push the button. And then if like the garage door clicker would like go like bank and it would open a different door and show you what's in it. And then Drew Carey would be like, whoa, looks like the garage door may opener malfunction. I guess you get another pick. Which one do you want to take? Like, like that would be the price is right game. And I, uh-huh. I spent about an hour laying this out. To yeah, my girlfriend and not and not, not and not answering the not answering problem. the question was like no, it's fifty fifty chance no matter what and and mathematically the whole point is that it's supposed to be like mathematically you know it's better but logically you know it doesn't matter that's the it's like a weird thing sure uh-huh. yeah here's 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 why we're great people to have in your life is we'll ruin anything that you bring to us by by like fluffing it up about. Something completely irrelevant. Yeah, well, like, a man, we, we, like the man opening the door. We're writers. We need. We're creators. We need context. We want to. We want to fill in the blanks. Yes. And the and these math. This is what, kind of what I really want to talk about. These math guys. 
These math guys. Also, these guys, geeks. These geeks. And by the way, guys is gender neutral. I would say guys and dudes. These math guys. Who also, I think it's like a, a female that proposed this problem. Was like, you know what? Uh, you're making up rules. Like, you might as well just say, like, hey, I know that we say mathematically it's two thirds. But, like, also, hey, I took this number three and I turned it on its side and now it looks like a cow mouth, a cat mouth. What do you think about that? Is that a cat? Is that a cat now? And everyone's like, no, deal with that nerd. Deal, deal with that nerd. Mathematically, it's a uh, it's a three. Like, no, that's not how that works. I still do. anyway. I'm, I'm real mad about. It. I've been thinking about this for like 24 hours. I could tell what sh- sh- shoving some facts in nerds' faces. Or well, no, I think I just want to. I think I want to beat up the nerds. Like, I think I just kind of like <laughs> for try- what happened to us. What We've I- all changed. <laughs> You know what happened? You know what happened? And I, I and we can get into the book after this. Okay. Uh, my buddy yesterday was like, hey, man, you know, back in like, back like 10 years ago or something, like we, this was just the topic of conversation with tattoos. And he was like, yeah, he's like 10 years ago, I kind of wanted to get like my Mac like ports tattooed on my forearm, like mm-hmm. all the different ports. What? No. And that was bad idea. Bad I, idea. I, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, but you know, that's a nerd tattoo. And I was like, that's funny, you know, that you say that people get used to get nerd tattoos like that, like specific, very specific nerdy things. Now nerds get tattoos and it's just pop culture, like really beautifully illustrated pop culture because tattoo mm-hmm. artists, uh, I mean, they, they're, they they're are getting pretty the good. They're been. getting pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I just found that to be interesting, but it's, it, I think it underlines what you're saying here, Chad, where it's like, the the nerd became the mainstream, and now and now we're mad about it. Now we're no, not that we're mad about it, but like uh, we've become the jocks. We have become the jocks. Now we're not uh, even the jocks. I don't I know like how, do, the, how to describe I feel like we're it. The equalizers. We are the daywalker, the the blade uh, between the two worlds. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can get behind and that. Like a neo, this. if you will. A neo, sure. And and just there's a bit of like. <laughs> The nerd, the nerd culture has gone a little too rampant. There's a few many people with multiple tattoos of porgs on their legs, and you know what? <laughs> you know what? It's fine, but there's a few too many, and we need just there needs to be some like I don't know something's got to happen. Listen, uh, we we're talking about how we're not the nerds, but we just described ourselves as Blade and Neo oh. in this situation, so we're still the nerds, guys. It's all good. I'm thinking that maybe we need to sit down. And take the red pill. You know what I'm saying, guys? Yeah. Who's with me? Kill me, baby. <laughs> Kill me, baby. We don't really want to do that, by the no, way. No, hey, don't real quick. any of that. Real quick. Is this a sketch, guys? Real quick. I swear to God, we'll talk about this book. Real quick. Because I, I had this sketch in my mind, but I don't know if this is actually a thing already. You do the Matrix. You do that opening scene. Topical, topical sketch. Morpheus, mm-hmm. at, Morpheus hands Neo. Offers him the red pill and the blue pill. It's like, which mm-hmm. one will you take? And then Neo immediately just grabs them both and eats them both together at the same time. And Morpheus <laughs> is like, uh, 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 oh, no one's, no one's ever done that. Uh, I don't really know what's going to happen. Everyone get in here. Let's see what's going to happen. This guy's going to turn some wheels. <laughs> yeah. Is that a sketch? I love that. Is that a thing? I like it. Okay. I don't know. I think you're star- I think you got the start of something. There. Okay. Cool. I think he should take both pills. And then Morpheus is like, oh, shit. I didn't know you get wet. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he starts to turn into metal or whatever yeah yeah it's and- like training day it turns into training day all right anyway this is goosebuds 
Hey, we're going to read a book. We're going to do an adventure here, huh? Yeah. It's adventure time today, baby. It's been a while since we've had an adventure, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, and this I was voted on maybe, by... Uh, maybe it's actually been a while since we read a Goosebumps book. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> we've, been, we've been real busy, guys. We're so sorry. We, we, we love doing this. But we've just been real busy with our adult, non-nerdy lives. Our uh, adult contemporary lives. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I've got a, I've got a book here as voted on by the Patreon supporters. Yep, it's a little book called Toy Terror. This written, sounds like my nightmare. I don't like living toys. Written by R. L. Stein. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It wasn't until you heard the author that that really got you. It really spooked me once I heard the name. I don't know. Maybe uh, uh, K. Applegate wrote it. Oh, RL. Oh, no. Oh, 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 no, no. Um, so uh, just to briefly go over the rules, uh, we'll do this until we're bored. We're not even going to front and act like there's rules. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then we'll read some endings that we don't get, of course. So why don't we get right into it? Um, can, can I just say, Living Puppets, My Greatest Fear, subset of Toy Terror. Yes, it, it's in the it's, it's in the ska realm. If it's you will, subgenre. Yes, it's a clown dropout music of <laughs> of terror. I I am so excited to like send you guys both a cultivated ska playlist. Please do. Okay. We should make it for the Patreon. Throw it up. Oh yeah, it's gonna be so sick, guys! Subscribe to the Patreon. Get my ska playlist. Please don't you do hate that. it when you're trying to listen to ska but then you end up juggling you're like oh no <laughs> i just wanted anything, to hang out and listen to some ska if what anything i would be picking it up which means i pick up trash and it's a real positive thing <laughs> i think after we're done we should go out and listen to ska music and spray people in the face with seltzer water <laughs> wait wait okay hold on this is That'll literally be old just Tommy seltzer bottle. Are you combining okay. that with Insane Clown Posse? Or are you saying like the Fago thing is like them? I'm just saying like let's go out and do some good wholesome clowning, <sighs> clowning to okay. people. You know, okay. let's clown some this people. This is not this is not what Ska's about. But okay, re- Dom, you're our DM book, right? <laughs> let's get in there. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this, guys. Toy Terror. Hey, mom, look at this. I'm a winner. You shout. You race into the house with a letter that's just arrived in the mail. It came in a strange black envelope addressed to you. The words Hazley Toy Company are printed on the back. <laughs> look, mom. You wave the letter in the air. I won. That's nice. Your mother is reading the newspaper. She doesn't that's look nice. up. That's, mom, that's for the real. Most real thing I feel like we've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so unimpressed by my kid ever since he turned five <laughs> don't care anymore really really burned up out until on energy that. yeah <laughs> uh mom for real i won the grand prize you announce happily that's great sweetie you can tell she's not really listening i get my choice you go on a tour of the <laughs> hazley toy factory or their biggest and best toy the annihilator 3000 oh it's this totally cool robot. It's as big as I am. What the, wait, what? what oh why, my. why do you have, you can either tour the company or get a toy. Why do, why don't you get both? You're the grand prize winner. That's true. You should tell you, well, here's my thing. I think as a kid, because a book has this, to be made, Dom, a book has to be written. No, that's true too. <laughs> if I'm game theorying this as a kid, I'm thinking I could get the toy. That's a guaranteed toy. Or I go on the tour. Chances are good they're giving me a, tour, yeah. a toy at the end of the tour. That's well, my thought, too. I, that's, the, that, that's the thing. What if you go on the tour and then they're like, okay, good day, sir. And they just close the door behind you. Be like, what? <laughs> that would suck. Well, I then, got to that, see 
Uh, Imagine if you went to a candy factory and they didn't let you taste any of the candy. That would be fucked oh, up. Wait, hold on. All right, that's that's a really big gamble. This is like this is becoming a Monty Hall problem again. But it really well, is. hey, hey, let's get let's get to the choice. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's weird. You think I? Uh, wait, what's this? Okay, the Annihilator. What? She looks up. You've got her attention now. When did you enter this contest? She asks. Hey, that's weird. You think I didn't? You admit. Your mom looks concerned. How did they get your name? She wants to know. Dark web. <laughs> the dark web. <laughs> you glance down at the envelope in your hand. It suddenly seems creepy that it's black. <laughs> I don't know how they got what? my name, you admit. I got this black note. <laughs> your mom thinks for a minute. Maybe it was that electronic game we bought last year for your birthday. Remember? We sent your name in on the registration. That must be it, you say, sighing with relief. Isn't it great that I won? Uh, Oh, sweetheart, your mom pats you on the shoulder. (laughs) Don't get your hopes up too high. Sometimes those contests are fake. They say you've won, but then there's a catch. You have to buy magazines or something. No way, you protest. The letter doesn't say anything about magazines. You (laughs) hurry to the phone and call the special number in the letter. You dial it. A man answers. A man with a scratchy voice. Hello, he says, addressing you by name. I've been... Okay, so I'll do that. Hello, Paul and Chad. <laughs> I've been waiting for your call. This all this all checks out. This all sounds right. Yeah, we're definitely a boy with multiple personalities. Which prize do you want? The man asks. You hadn't really thought about it yet. Then it, And then it hits you. The man knew your name, but how? A shiver goes down your spine. You shake your head and try to concentrate. And this is before caller ID, guys. Oh, you yeah. shake your Crazy. head and try to concentrate. So he knew your name. Big deal. Not every kid on the planet has just won a huge prize. Hello. Are you still there? The man <laughs> He's calls. immediately kind of insecure about it. You've got to say something. Which prize do you want? The letter says that if you take the tour of the Hazley Toy Factory, you'll get free a free video game, too. There you go. Whoa! Oh, um, see? Okay. But the Annihilator 3000 is the best toy the company makes. Uh, if I choose the Toy Factory, can I bring a friend, you ask? Sure. He replies, <laughs> well, so what's it going to be? Um, oh, so do you, guys be? Go, what do you guys want to go to the this Toy Factory? This is so tough wanna... to do, actually, because... One of these okay. is so clearly like me and my robot pal the story, and one that's is going to be cool. One is one is Toy Willy Wonka place. I don't know. That's so. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying all right. Since I was right about the toy at the end of the tour, I think I'm also r- right about this inclination that I have that we're going to go to the toy factory, and the guy is going to be ready to retire, and he's going to make us be head of the toy factory. And that's okay. Cool. But what's more interesting mm. is gi- giant robot friends. Also, so fucking interesting to me. That's um, cool. I do want. I kind of really want to see what the Robotech was going to be like for like what RL thought Robotech. Well, was like you know, I, you know, you know what's going to happen. I'm just going. I have to chime in. Okay, the, the <laughs> robot's going to be delivered. It's going to mess up the house. You're going to try to contain it. It's uh-huh. like, I mean, that's I, I, that's kind of uh, true. Me, It'll be classic RL. It'll be a what classic kind of, story thing. If you go to the toy factory, you'll get to see the freaks that make this stuff. Oh, yeah. Let's see some freaks. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's see go to the some, factory. Okay. By the way, you can always like scroll later and just be like, yo, did that thing have a gun? Did that thing have a gun? Yeah. Yeah. Still, yeah. All right. Factory it is. I'll take the tour, you tell the man. Fine. He says. He gives <laughs> oh, you an address. No. Be here at 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Thanks, you say. Then you add, hey, how did I win this prize anyway? But the man didn't answer. He already hung up. The next day, you you tell your friend 
Uh, wait, who wants to be the star of this story? Because I'll just Chad, replace. Chad, you can be the star. I'll really? Be the okay. Yes. okay. The next day, you call your best friend Paul and invite him to come to the tour with you. Paul just moved into the neighborhood. You've only known each other for a couple of weeks, but you already have a podcast. Um, but your best friend <laughs> is grounded for the third time this year. So you've been hanging out with Benny. He's funny. Oh, I'm sorry, um, Paul. Paul. So you've been hanging out with Paul. He's funny, <laughs> and he'll try anything once. Tour the Hazley Toy Company. Benny, uh, Paul says, cool. At four o'clock on Saturday, the two of you jump off your bikes in front of the toy factory. Uh, on top of the white building, uh, uh, assigned trumpets, world's largest toy selection. <laughs> you open the door and step into the lobby. The first thing you see is teeth. Two rows of glistening sharp fangs. Oh. It's a snarling guard dog and he's heading straight for you. <gasps> Um, now I gotta go. I like that our mom didn't drop us off. Like, she's so bored with us. She's like, you can bike there. It's fine. She was a little concerned, but then I guess that newspaper had some really important news in it because she just kept reading. (laughs) Meanwhile, the newspaper just says, like, rations increase, like that kind of, it's like some dystopian Uh world. Yeah. Paul screams as you try to leap away. Too late. The dog's sharp teeth clamp into your pant leg. Oh no! You you jerk away, but the dog is big, fear a big fierce Doberman, and it won't let go. Paul, help! You cry. Before Paul can move, a man with curly blonde hair and a black glasses races towards you. Mittens, mittens, stop! The man yells. He aims a remote control at the dog and presses a button. The dog freezes in place. Whoa. These new models never work right. Oh, this place is so cool! You your we pants fucked. free. Oh, we fucked up. We should have gotten the robot. What were you talking about, robot dog? I know, but we could have had one. Mm. Damn it. Go on. Paul Paul bursts out laughing. Ha, it was just a toy. Uh, Your heart is still pumping for a minute, but you don't want to seem like a wimp. So you laugh too. What kind of toy bites people? Uh, (laughs) On first sight. On first sight. Sorry about that, the man says. I'm Bob Marvin, the chief of new designs here at Hazley Toys. But every everyone calls me Babaloo. Babaloo. Babaloo? Someone was watching some I Love Lucy reruns. I thought it would be more like, hey, Howard Stern's penis, Babaloo, Babaloo. Babalooey, Babaloo. Yeah, you glance over at the motionless dog. Saliva still drips from its mouth, which is frozen in, in a snarl. It looks so real. This place is cool, you decide. You can't wait to see what's inside, so... I don't think I'd be saying a place is cool if I just got bit. Fuck that. No. I definitely, I'm definitely, i definitely the Paul of this book. Because none of the factory has been described yet, I'm just picturing a, a black room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Babalu swipes a magnetic key card over a panel and pulls open another door. The three of you walk into the huge factory. The room is full of chugging machinery, machinery and worrying... Conveyor belts. Wow, you think, gazing around. This is awesome. Across the factory is a huge glass wall. Through the glass, you can see a warehouse. Its shelves are stacked to the ceiling with toys. This way, Babalu calls, pointing to the warehouse, toward the warehouse. He and Paul hurry off. You start to follow them when something catches your eye. Something you can hardly believe. A line of pink, a line of dolls in pink dresses are riding on the conveyor belt. One of them suddenly sits up and looks around. There it is. <laughs> There's the living doll. I told you it was going to happen. That was pretty quick, uh, honestly. We got to that very fast. Uh, it was the second uh, spook. The second spook was a, it's, was a doll. It, it's actually the first, or I guess the second toy you see. Anyway. The dog was a spook. 
as well. For, so that's for, for one second, her big blue eyes glance your way. She flutters her long lashes in surprise, then jumps off the assembly line and darts behind a machine. Whoa, did you really just see a living doll? <laughs> you rub your <laughs> eyes and blink hard. Should you run after it? Or should you run home and grab get your dad's camera? Wait, to run what? after the doll. What? That's the option? To run after the doll, go to 98. To go, to go get the camera, go to page 7. I don't want to chase the doll, but I also don't want to do chores in this book. Also, so. running home is so clearly a dead end. We don't even need to check. No, like, we're going to go. Yeah. Let's go chase after guys, this doll. Well, well, if you chase after the doll, you'll probably be stopped by Babaloo. And it'll be like, come on, it's this way. And oh, you then, think? Um, I'm thinking yeah. I'm going to take our chances with the doll. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're going after the doll. After I mean, also, doll. I think it's interesting that we're immediately thinking about viral videos and stuff. Like, we're already we're already having our mindset for that. Yeah, he wanted to sell that to a magazine. <laughs> There's no time to lose. Without thinking for for another second, you dash off to follow the doll. You drop to your knees and crawl under a big piece of machinery. Then you snake your way through the factory toward the big glass wall. You see a glass door closing slowly um, and a flash of pink. The doll must have snuck into the warehouse. Paul, you shout, running back to find him. He's standing in front of the bank of video monitors with controllers in both hands. Babalu is nowhere in sight. This is so cool, Paul shouts. Come on and try it. <laughs> that, you answer. I just saw a doll come to life. You've got to help me find it. Yeah, right, Paul smirks. You grab the controllers from him and toss them down. Come on, you answer. I'll prove it. I, I, I don't like... I don't like how we're acting towards Paul. He was playing a cool video game. I would I would have just forgotten about the doll. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I would have seen Wells is in the in the room. Mm-hmm. He was obviously in front of a bunch of a bunch of screens with probably a ton of different video games to play. Also, no offense, RL, but like you didn't even like give us enough of a like tease to make us want to follow it. Like have the doll like say something. Like yeah, it I'll, like, show I'll show you where the treasure. I'll show you where the treasure is. Or you're my dad. Right? Yeah. You're my dad. I don't know why that would make me want to chase it. <laughs> you and Paul hurry to the glass wall. She ran in here, you declare, into the warehouse. So what are we waiting for? Paul asks sarcastically. You notice the glass door is open a crack. Jammed between the uh, the, do- uh, the door and the frame is the tiny pink doll's shoe. Ugh. What? Okay. Look, That's a one trap. of her That's shoes. A obvious trap, but okay. <laughs> Paul's like, shoes, I'm an expert on this. I know what a doll will do to trick you. Fuck this. Look, one of her shoes, you shout, pushing open the door. The two of you slip through. Cool. On the way in, Benny's foot bumps the shoe. The door shuts with a loud click. Cool. You try to open the door. It won't It won't budge. You call Paul. We're locked in, you announce. Who cares, Paul cries. Look what? at all these toys. <laughs> Your no, eyes I... sweep over sh- shelves of model cars, computer games, and hundreds of other toys. They all look so cool. But you can't stop thinking about that doll. She's in here somewhere. What is she up to? Suddenly, the thought of her gives you the creeps. Do you really want to be locked in with her? <laughs> if you can't resist playing with the toys, turn to page 76. If you want to get out of that warehouse, pound on the door at page 18. Hmm. Chad, Chad, I'm going to let you make this decision because I'm going to role play as Paul right now. I, and I do feel like the we're toys. the wrong characters. I feel like somehow actually you should be the one that's like, no, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, that I, that I should be scared. But you know what? We've, we've taken these roles and I'm going to stay as Paul. I think we um I think we need to explore some toys and like get a weapon against them. I think pounding against the That's door is not going to do anything. I think we need to like find uh, like a laser cannon or like a Nerf gun, that kind of thing. Or an Annihilator three thousand. Annihilator three thousand. Yes, totally. Yes, I think we look. Fuck uh, yeah. Let's play with some toys. Paul runs toward the video games. 
A kid-sized red sports car catches your attention. You climb in it, but before you can turn the key, all the lights in the warehouse shut off and everything goes black. Oh. Hey, Paul screams, what's going on? You grope your way toward his voice. That's a really interesting <laughs> Poor choice of verbiage there. Uh, I, I, like, I like to imagine that he's just like feeling his friend. Um, <laughs> you grope your way toward his voice. Maybe the factory is closing, you suggest. It's Saturday and it's after five o'clock. So we're stuck in here for the rest of the what? weekend, he whispers. Okay, hold on. Okay, sure. This, is cool. this is cool and great. No way. Babaloo will come back for us, you declare. Oh. Just then, dim emergency lights flicker on. Um, I forgot to tell you, Paul says. Babaloo got called away for some kind of emergency. He told me to find you, and then, well, we were supposed to leave. What? Oh, great, you think. Then what? you remember your other problem. That doll must be in here with us, you whisper. Aw, you made that up, Paul says. No, I didn't, you insist. She was... <laughs> you stop talking when you hear a thump. It's coming from the shelf above Paul's oh, head. Shit. Was it the doll? You brace yourselves and look up. All right, I have to turn to page 18. Dude, we really yeah. changed our motivations on terms of first. We were like, this doll's awesome. Chase it. And then also, like, this doll's going to have to get us. Yeah, we instantly knew that this is... Well, look, we know this is an evil doll. Any any kid should know that this is that any doll that comes to life is going to be evil. There's no good dolls. <sighs> okay. T name me one good living doll, ever. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Pinocchio, um, he was a dick. He lied. Fuck him. What about... <laughs> what about... Uh, what about um, Woody from Toy Woody? Story? Mm, book's still out on on Woody. Well, I don't like I don't like Woody. I don't know. He's a little too attached to his owner. He keeps... Keeps chasing after me when it gets getting rid of. Yeah, look, look, clean. Yeah. yeah. Um, a small stuffed pig appears down at you and blinks. It's true, the pig says. Oh, she nice. is alive, and I am too. What? You and Paul gasp. The fuzzy pink pig is squirming to get out of the twist tie holding it into the, into its package. You both start to back away. Please wait, <laughs> squeals the pig. Please help me out of my box. Every <laughs> night I have to get out by myself, and it's hard. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, what is this? You look up and see that the pig has a tear in one eye. Aww. It's crying. As you reach out to help the pig, you hear something. A rustling noise like water or wind. It seems to be coming from all around you. Out of the corner of your eye, you see the movement. Something just fl uh, flitted across the aisle. Then it dawns on you. That rustling noise, it's paper and cardboard and plastic. And right now, every single toy in the warehouse is doing something incredible. Oh. Something you thought only happened in a kid's best dream or worst what? nightmare. Thousands of toys all coming to life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. It's like thousands of bugs. Like, just being like, yeah, like hatching. Ugh. That's really cool. <laughs> I don't like I it. it. I'm not a fan of it, Chad. I, I'm glad you're into this because I'm freaking out right now. Mm. Although I got to say that that pig seems really cute, but I think it's a trap. You think it's a trap? Probably. You think he's like, I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat yeah. all your bones. Okay. The entire warehouse is going to be crawling with living toys any minute. You and Paul run to the end of the aisle just in time to see an army of remote control cars zoom around the corner. A squad of 15-inch-high ninja action figures oh, all climb out yeah. of their boxes and dart off. <laughs> Dolls, robots, dinosaurs, soldiers, they pour off the shelves, laughing, snarling, shouting to one another. 
Even the board game pieces seem to be alive. One game has itself set up. The pieces are racing one another, and cards are flipping in the air. I don't believe this, Paul whispers. Suddenly, bright lights over the factory flash on. They cast eerie shadows into the warehouse. Then you hear a noise that makes your skin crawl. It's the sound of machines roaring to life. Conveyor belts whirring, vats of plastic start to bubble. Someone or something is running the factory. What? Uh, We got a, we got a, honey, I shrunk the kid situation going on here. We know there's like a, like big blue ball machine, whatever that song's called. Like, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. All right. You know that, you know that's playing right now. I, I, this is like fine though. I'm not really scared. Like, this is kind of dope. You and Paul. You and Paul creep through the warehouse toward the factory. Your eyes widen when you look through the glass. The ninja action figures are out there pulling switches and pushing buttons to run the machinery. Then you see a figure standing still in the middle of the excitement. It's the doll you watched come to life. Her brown hair is held in two pigtails with pink ribbons. Her little pink lips are heart-shaped. She has huge blue eyes and rosy cheeks. The doll lifts a megaphone to her lips. Move it, you no-good ninjas! Oh, <laughs> she roars. Kind of uh, feel like a little hatred there. Yeah, a little dolcist. Um, you and Paul exchange startled glances. You look back and squint, trying to read the name stitched on her dress. Finally, you make it out. Nasty Kathy. What? You've no. seen her on TV. Pull her string and she says all kinds of mean things. What are they making, Benny? Uh, Paul whispers. There's no way that's really her name. Nasty Kathy? Yeah. No. More toys, I guess, you whisper back. You both look at a conveyor belt. Then a huge cargo chugs into uh, sight. A life-size doll. It looks so real. You swear it was alive. Uh, and lined up behind it are dozens more. Uh, you swear it was alive? You guys just watched a bunch of dolls come to life in Run Toy Factory. <laughs> They're alive, guys. Wait, for the record, is his name actually Nasty Kathy? Yeah, that's what it said. Okay, all right. I thought you said no for a second. I was like, wait, did you just make that up? What is his real name? Okay, cool. No, no, that, no, no. That's a pretty hilarious name. That's good. Nasty Kathy barks orders into her megaphone. Keep moving, barf bags. You with the ugly faces. Start loading the batteries. One of the ninjas springs into the onto the conveyor belt. It opens a compartment in the foot of the uh, first life-size doll. It drops several batteries, then clicks the compartment shut. Put a police uniform on it, Nasty Kathy snaps uh, to another ninja, and then turn it on. A minute later, the big doll stands up and shakes itself. It looks completely and chillingly human. It snaps a salute at Nasty Kathy. Officer Murphy, reporting for duty, ma'am. <laughs> Never mind that, Nasty Kathy growls. Get out there and do the job you've been programmed to do. <laughs> he just said what? He just said he was going to do it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. This is not where I thought this was going, replies. by the way. This is very different. But first, what shall I do about the security problem? Security problem, Nasty Kathy snaps. What security problem? The officer turns slowly until it's facing the glass wall oh, you're crouched behind. Then it lifts a hand and points directly at you. Oh, cool. fuck. Surrender? Yeah. Surrender. Yeah, we should surrender. Can we surrender? Is that an option? Not, not, no choice yet. Well, maybe on this page. Damn. 
Wish we took that robot. You've been spotted. You're so terrified you can't move. Nasty Kathy's head swivels in your direction. Then she grins. She has two rows of small, sharp teeth. Why did they make that? That's some Five Nights at Freddy's bullshit. Cool. I'll deal with them, Nasty Kathy tells the officer. You go out there and do your job. Yes, ma'am. Officer Murphy says, striding off. Isn't Murphy the name of Robocop? Robocop, yep. Nasty Kathy walks over to you without saying a word. She reaches up and pulls the string on her back. I don't like you, a tiny voice shrieks. Nasty (laughs) Kathy giggles. This time her mouth moves. You shouldn't be here. Humans can't know about our plan. Now you're going to pay, she says. No, we're not, Paul yells. This door was supposed to be free. Uh, (laughs) He jumps up and dashes through the glass door into the factory, tearing past a group of knee-high ninjas. He races toward the front door. Then he vanishes behind a big machine. You start to follow him, but then realize that's the door the police officer used. What if it's still out there? Um, do you guys want to take your chances with the police doll, uh, or do you want to find another way to race out? Well, here's I don't, the thing. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I just think that the police officer is is just very well suited to the job that Nasty Kathy is trying to do, and I don't know why she doesn't have it. She just doesn't understand how to manage her people. She has ninjas doing the factory work. Ninjas are security. Come on. Come on. I, don't, so, I, think, I think Nasty Kathy true. is incompetent. I think we should go with her. Wait, okay, hold on. Sorry, you, you think Nasty Kathy's incompetent, but you we should go with her though. I think we should. Do, I think we should deal with her because I think she's incompetent. And I think we'll be able to. I think we'll be able to pull a fast one on her. Oh, okay, okay interesting. All right. Um, you don't think you could uh, sway the cop to uh, align himself with uh, just being a cop a little bit more and doing the right thing, like all cops do? I, you know, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm good so, point. T- I'm, I'm so torn. Like, I, I, I guess this is the '90s cop, right? This, this is a different is, cop. Yeah, uh, yeah. A different I'm, breed of cop. <laughs> a different breed of cop than our modern day cop in terms of what a writer would maybe put in. Um, I, I'll go with you, Paul. It's your choice anyway. I'm a little split. I'm kind of feeling the cop, but I think let's let's I agree. Let's let's I fucking hear, kill I nasty Kathy. I want to hear what other, other nasty shit she's gonna. Yeah, say. what other hate <laughs> crimes she has to drop? Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Okay, uh, turn to page 123. Let me see. That's probably down here. Okay. Uh, No, Paul, you shout. Let's find a different way out. You dash away through the twisting aisles of the warehouse. You don't dare slow down or to peek over your shoulder. All you do is hope Paul is following you. Nasty Kathy's voice booms over her megaphone. Alert, she shouts. A ball of human fungus is loose in our warehouse. Oh, what? That's if it not escapes, even... okay. I'll have you all taken apart. The second she finishes speaking, you hear the whir of toy motors and the clatter of plastic feet. You keep running, even though your lungs are about to burst. You need to find cover. Then you see that you've run right into the main aisle, and you've realized you me- you've made a mistake, a terrible mistake. Oh. It sounds as if the entire warehouse full of toys is coming for you, surrounding you. Then you see six pairs of eyes, glowing green eyes, closing in. No! You scream. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning the page. Uh, so much I, I, yeah, yeah, so I just much assume every, yeah, every pause is a nice, is a nice dramatic pause. Instantly, you know... What those glowing eyes belong to. You've seen them on TV. They're horrible monster toys. Monsters called Zorgs. <gasps> Zorgs. <laughs> on the toys. <laughs> on, the, on the toys, the claws are plastic. 
and the teeth are rubber. But now, in the dim emergency light, you can see that these Zorgs are different because they're alive. They're <laughs> so claws they and teeth. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know why know. that would turn into... They would transform. Yeah, that's crazy. But go on. But go on. Their claws and teeth are steel. Their mouths drip with green slime and purple ooze. Their eyes glow with a hideous green light. You know what they want. Beyond any doubt, you saw the movie Zorg Revenge, and you know what Zorgs do. They claw their way to your face and rip it sh- to shreds. <laughs> Zorg Revenge? That's what happens in Zorg Revenge? Yeah, I thought it, that would have been like Zorg, and then maybe when they killed all the yeah. Zorgs in that one, then they would come back for their Zorg's Revenge, but... Was there was the was was the first movie like Zorg Holocaust where the Zorgs were just <laughs> yeah. like destroyed and then this is Zorg? Revenge. I I think it's the first one was more of like kind of like a, a gummy bears type like cutesy thing. It was like more like oh okay. And then and then they're like you know it's not selling enough though our our kids are our audience is a little older we need to go darker. make a murderous yep Zorgs swarm your face because it's the fastest way to get to your brain. Six Zorgs creep toward you. Their slimy feet make sucking noises as they grip and release the floor. Squish, flap, squish, flap. Nice. You back up slowly, watching them, praying there aren't any more Zorgs behind you. You're a religious kid, apparently. Uh, The six (laughs) creatures sense your fear. They close in steadily. Without warning, they all leap at you. Do we have... We, we can't choose? We, I want to yeah, choose we, how to we, fight the Zorgs. Yeah, we really haven't had a lot of choices on this one so far. Ah, you scream as the monsters fly at you. All six Zorgs latch onto your legs and claw their way up your body toward your face. You thrash wildly and manage to shake two of them loose. They land with a plop near your feet, but the ones that hang on grip tighter. Rip! Their razor claws rip through your jeans what? as they climb. You can feel the sting of ooze from their tongues as it drools into the scratches on your flesh. Help, you scream. (laughs) They're spitting slime. (laughs) You grab grab at them with your hands, but they're strong, hard to shake off. You gaze down and shudder. Their filthy blue-green fur ripples. Their slimy tongues waggle. Their ugly, sucking feet grip your legs. Two more monsters leap again, harder, higher. Their claws sink into your t-shirt. You grab one and hurl it across the room, and then you feel a claw scrape along your chin. God, we better get a choice. We better not die to the Zorgs and not have any way of fighting them. That's bullshit. Yeah, I... I don't know why I'm so bothered by them transforming to like it's it's scary enough for things to be alive and like to try to kill you and like you could have just said the claws are sharp but like the fact that they are transforming into living things is is so dumb. Um I uh let's see here. No, you cry. <laughs> you kick and punch the mo- at the monsters. Finally all six of them drop to the floor. Oh shit. We did then it. you turn and run, but you have to dodge some remote control cars that are zooming in a wild pattern at your feet. The cars are trying to trip you. A plastic tea set hurls itself off a high shelf. Cups and saucers clatter down on your head. All the toys are out to get me, you realize. You hop over a slithering rubbing rubber snake on the wall. So that's rubber still? Okay. Yeah, so on this, the yeah, wall right. Ahead. Yeah. <laughs> is this what would have happened in Toy Story if a kid figured out that they were alive, would they have tried to murder him? Maybe. Dark. That makes sense. You hop over a slithering rubber rubber snake. On the wall ahead, you see a sign listing all the toys. Cars and trucks, learning toys, action figures, stuffed animals, preschool toys. Under it is a map of the aisles. 
which way is it uh which way is it safe to go you bend down and peer between the empty shelves hey is that a glowing red light in the back corner of the warehouse the kind they use on exit signs you start to crawl toward the red light then you hear a pause voice far away desperate help paul cries help they've got me <laughs> Uh, if you follow Benny's voice, turn to page 33. If you go toward the red exit light, turn to page 50. I would, I mean, this is obvious, right? We're going to save each other. Are you going to save me? I'm going to yeah. let you choose because it's you choosing if you're going to save me or not. I I, I'm, not... To- I'm totally coming for you, bro. Oh, to- thanks, I, bro, dude. Bro, I got you, bro. Thanks, dude. I didn't, ex- I, I would have been okay if you'd left me. I would have understood. No, I mean, especially because imagine there's like t- well, 10 minutes of like, oh God, now they're ripping out my tendons. Oh, <laughs> God, they're oh, keeping me they're oh, keeping me alive for eyes. some reason. Oh, they're in my God. eyes, but but save yourself though. <laughs> Don't keep going. <laughs> You've got to save your friend. Hang on, I'm coming. You call as you race toward the sound of Benny's voice or Paul's voice. You zoom to the end of the aisle to, and then turn the corner and skid to a stop. The floor is covered with tiny plastic people, each one no taller than two inches. They're having a tea party. They gaze up at you with innocent eyes as you leap over them. Watch out! One screams as when your foot almost flattens it. Sorry, you say. You dance around trying to keep them, keep from stomping on them. Just as you take another awkward step, you feel something squish under you, your foot. Oh no, you've killed it, you think. Then you turn. Then you feel yourself slipping. Ah! You cry as you crash on the cement floor. Okay, I hope it's, I hope it's your blood. Not in a bad way, I just hope it's like... My I blood? Slipped. Like Paul's blood? Okay. Yeah, yeah, just like, just like spilling out. Like, oh, I found you at least. Rather than murder you, a toy, yeah. Yeah. You fall, banging your head on a shelf on the way down. Ouch, you stepped on my foot, a voice says in your <laughs> ear. Huh? You gaze over and see the stuffed pig. The pig who talked to you when the <laughs> toys first came to life. He's lying flat on the floor beside you. Aww. But he doesn't really seem hurt. He shakes himself off. Sorry I ran under your legs, he whispered, but I had to stop you, to warn you. Don't go near the army. Nasty Kathy is there, and she'll get you. She's very, very mean. But I've got to help my friend, you explain. Whoa, you think. This is too weird. You're talking to a stuffed animal, and it's talking back. There is only one way to save him, the pig whispers. Just then, uh, Paul lets out a blood-curdling scream. (laughs) You you sit bolt upright. Um, don't Don't go to him. Let him yell, the pig advises. Or neither of you will get out of here alive. What will you do? Help Paul or follow the pig's advice? I trust the pig. I think the pig, a pig is close to a human being. Like the brain, brain wise. (laughs) Okay. Taste wise. All right. So Uh, also, also apparently taste wise. Also apparently tastes like (laughs) pork. That makes sense. I think we have a lot in common with this pig. I think we trust the pig, Chad. Yeah, this pig is an ally to us. This is an Eeyore for sure. Yeah, okay. totally. Are. I just got a, I just got a craving for Doritos. Mm. Hmm, interesting that that bacon pork connects to Doritos in your brain. Huh. I just want, I just want Doritos. I was just thinking about them. <laughs> Haven't had Doritos. In I a guess while. they are the pork of chips. They are. Yes, they're very. They're That's actually meaty. not completely wrong. They're a meaty, okay. well spiced chip. Yeah. Okay, you agree nervously. Tell me how to save him, but please hurry. It sounds like they're killing him. You've got to find. The key to turn us off, the pig says, to turn off all the toys. Huh? You stare at him with your mouth open. Did the pig just say that there there was a way to turn off all the toys? Wait a minute, you reply. Why are you trying to help me? Because it's a nightmare here, the pig whispers. (laughs) Every night the army starts fighting. 
The monsters stalk us. The cars and trucks roar up and down the aisles. It's very scary. The pig Aww. sniffles and swipes at its uh, eyes with its foot. And you know what else? It continues. I don't like Nasty Kathy. Once she called me a putrid pork face. <laughs> you bite your lips, trying not to laugh. Laugh if you want, the pig declares. But Nasty Kathy is very dangerous, and she's got a secret plan. I love this pig. He's a total Eeyore, though. Yeah. I, I like I, that I he wants it. to die rather than exist in this hell world. <laughs> if it, well, let's say right now, if the moment comes, we definitely sacrifice the pig to survive. That's what he would want. Well, yes, totally. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely what he would want. What secret plan, you ask, wide-eyed? The pig glances around to make sure no one is listening. All I know is they're making human-sized dolls in there, he whispers, nodding toward the factory. They have some kind of plan to change the world, but they won't tell us baby toys what it is. Baby I don't toys. trust them. So you've got to get the key and turn us off. It's the only way. All right, you nod solemnly. But where's the key? The pig leans forward. You can feel his pink fur tickling your ear. She has it, he whispers so quietly, you can hardly hear him. <laughs> It's in Nasty Kathy's play trunk. Did someone just call my name? A nasty voice growls. You whip your head around and gasp. It's Nasty Kathy, and she's standing right behind you. And she has a laser blaster in her hands. What? You can't take your eyes off the laser blaster. It looks so big. The red and blue lights on its barrel flash on and off, on and off. It's just a toy, you tell yourself, a plastic toy. But the toys have a way of being dangerous around here. What if the laser blaster is alive, too? Mm. It could blow you to bits. Well, look who it is, Nasty Kathy sneers. Dorky Porky and his new friend, Pile of Human Guts. <laughs> you swallow hard. The truth is, Nasty Kathy is terrifying. She's only two feet tall, but she looks so evil. It makes her seem bigger. Two feet is tall. That's her, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, oink! This pig squeals and trots off. I'll see you later, fatso, Nasty Kathy calls. As for you, let's go on your feet, human. Uh, she jerks a laser blaster in, in the direction she wants you to walk. Do you dare make a run for it? If you make a run for it, turn to page 53. If you think you better do what she says, turn to page 87. Is there Fuck, no version where we could just like, I, I honestly think right now I'd be like, I would dodge and, and, and dash in. I, I take, I, I close the gap and she gets kicked. You're trying to kick. I think run. I think we run. Yeah, let's run. Yeah, you want to run? Yeah, yeah, let's run. Let's be active here. If you go with Nasty Kathy, you'll never find the key to turn off the toys, and you'll never get out of the factory alive. What? Okay. She has, uh, a, she has a gun, you know, so like, wow, like, yeah. Yeah, okay. You hesitate, pretending to think about it. Come on, Nasty Kathy bellows. We don't have all night. She drops the tip of her laser blaster just an inch. It's the chance you were looking for. No! You shout and give her a shove. Then you yeah. take off running in the opposite direction. Nice. You hear a whine from the laser blaster. A red beam sizzles past your head, but you don't look back. You make it safely down the end of the preschool toys aisle. Back to the big overhead sign listing all the toys in the warehouse. Yo, human moron! Nasty Kathy calls over a megaphone. <laughs> You'll never get away! You're sweating, and your breathing is heavy, but you can still hear the footsteps as she runs down the aisle. Uh, uh, the next aisle. Uh, then you hear her on the megaphone again. Attention, Ozorgs! Report to aisle four. Dinner time! Nice. <laughs> aisle four? That's where you are! Well, nice. okay, change uh, aisles. I've I have to pay, turn to page twenty six. She's got a. Cool I like that she she is so quickly. By the way, like going to like the the intercom. She has like crazy fast doll speed for sure. 
She's a terrifying doll. She's probably up there with Chucky as uh, on terms of terrifying dolls. Yikes! You'd better run before the Zorks find you. You quickly studied the big map of the warehouse. Paul's voice sounded as if it came from aisle three. The dolls are in aisle two. Your mind races. You think you you know you should run to the doll aisle. You have to find Nasty Kathy's plate trunk. That's where the pig said you'd find the key to turn off all the toys. But what about Paul? He sounded like he was in big trouble. And the truth is, you're not sure you can hack this alone. If you want to go straight to the doll aisle, go to 42. If you want to stop in aisle 3 to find Paul, go to 63. I mean, poor Paul. Poor no, Paul. No, 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 no. We have to stop her. We have to stop Kathy. She's going to find us and, and laser our asses. I think we got to stop her. I don't know, man. I wouldn't I leave you ba- behind. I don't feel bad for Paul. When did I last see you? <laughs> like, where were you? He, uh, just ran, he ran off, I think. He I ran know. away. He left you. I left you. I'm not leaving you behind, bro. I'm going right. for you. You're going, going for me. You. All right. It's yeah. your choice. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let me see. That's fine. I, I really appreciate it. But I'm, I'm not just leaving saying, you behind, bro. I'm not doing it. I'm just saying that Paul was kind of a jerk. I know. I know. But like, you're my Paul. Oh. That's sweet of you. You zoom around the corner and head to, into aisle three. It's crowded with toys and open boxes and assorted junk. With the dim emergency lights barely glowing overhead, you can't really see what's going on. You squint as if the toys have set up a barricade. Oh, shit. What is that large lump at the end of the aisle? <gasps> that thing lying on the floor near the glass wall. Oh, man. You've just figured it out. Paul, you shout. <gasps> Paul is tied up with about a dozen jump ropes. He looks... Like uh, a giant lying on his back with dozens of tiny soldiers standing on his chest. Help me! He shouts, hurry, they're crawling all over me! <laughs> oh no, we've got a Gulliver's Travel situation here. Yeah. You run towards Paul. Then you hear the sound that you've been expecting and dreading. Squish, flap, squish, flap. Uh, we gotta go to page that's, 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 yeah. Oh that's, no, it's Zorgs. Zorgs, dude. That's the Zorg noise. But flap? Yeah, they were. They, they squished it. Flop. They, squished and they, they did flop. squish flop. I think it's um, a bird thing. Uh, no, it's the Zorks. Oh. That sucking sound can only mean one thing. The Zorks are on your trail. Fly- frantically, you scan the shelves near you, hunting for a laser blaster or anything, some kind of weapon you can defend yourself against the face rippers. You fling aside boxes of video games. There's lots of cool stuff you'd like to try out, uh, but you can't find a weapon. The Zorks scuttle t- forward, their green eyes glowing in the dark. They're close enough to leap. You can almost feel their claws ripping into you and the stinging of their purple ooze from their tongue. In a panic, you grab the nearest thing, a package of walkie-talkies. You tear off the wrapping, stuff one walkie-talkie into the waistband of your jeans and hurl the other at your friend. Benny, Paul, catch! You shout, I can't! Paul cries, oops, you forgot, his hands are tied. The walkie-talkie <laughs> bounces off Paul's tie. It oh, <laughs> bounces on Paul's stomach and clatters onto the corner. Why did I just corner. throw it? Like, give me, I don't know, that's so stupid. The Zorgs are coming faster. You head for the doll aisle. Turn to page 73. Okay, maybe we'll Zorg's go get the key now. So wait, so I also just left you, though. Yeah, but you got a walkie-talkie, at least. I got a walkie-talkie that I threw at your stomach and just yep. left. You, okay. just hurt me. you just hurt me as I was laying there. <laughs> You injured me further. I basically turned it on so I can hear your death throes as I run away. Yeah, yeah. Find Nasty Kathy's trunk is all you can think. If you are, if you can only find that key, you can save Paul and yourself. You trot down the aisle, scanning the shelves. Dolls are everywhere, sitting on shelves, chatting to each other, drinking from baby bottles. Two fashion dolls are lounging on in recliners. 
Chip is coming over in his new sports car, you hear one say. <laughs> Finally, you spot a navy blue and silver doll's trunk. Nasty Kathy is painted on the front. A silver key dangles on the lock. Um, in the lock. Awesome, you shout, pumping your fist in the air. I found it. You reach to take the key. That's when you feel something that makes your blood run cold. Something small and strong, gripping your leg and starting to climb your jeans. Please don't let it be a Zorg. Uh, I swear to God. And just... then it says, a Zorg or not a Zorg? That is the question. Find the answer on page 103. Wow, he, he was so clever. He thought he was so proud of somebody who wrote that. He was. He was, so, he was so bored. He was trying to make something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Get off me, you cry, kicking your leg to shake the monster off, but the thing is too strong. It won't let go. It's incredibly fast. Before you can get a glimpse of it, it climbs your leg, then grasps your t-shirt, and it scuttles toward your face. You want to run, but you're frozen in panic. Listen to me, it says in your ear. Huh? You you crane your neck to see what it is. It's a hand, and nothing else. Oh. A rubber, bloody hand, like you would buy a Halloween. It makes a fist on your shoulder and uses its thumb like a mouth. Listen to me, the hand warns. That's the wrong key. Look inside her trunk for the right one. Huh? How did that hand even know what you were searching for? The Zorgs appear at the far end of the aisle, running this time. Squish, flap, 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 squish. You you better think fast. Can you trust the rubber bloody hand? Maybe this is a trap. If you trust the hand, go to 109. If Mm, you think it's a trap, I trust it. I trust it, Chad. Let's go for it. Yeah, let's go for it. At this point, not all toys are enemies in this world, I, I yeah. don't think. Let's go for it. Yeah. There there are some suffering toys in this world, so. Yeah, we should have we yeah, we should inspire a revolution, that kind of thing. Yeah. The Zorks are closing in, squish flap. Every nerve in your body screams, run! But something tells you that the bloody hand is telling the truth. Find the real key, it says with its thumb. When you find it, put it in that incredible talking, spelling, thinking, intelligent machine. What? The what? what? You demand. Uh, the creature lets go and falls off your shoulder. With its bloody finger spread out, it looks like a giant red spider. Ah! It screams all the way down to the floor. What? Thanks for the hand, you call. And I mean, uh, I mean, thanks for the advice. Ugh. I'm glad we have time for punning. <laughs> you quickly uh, you unlock Nasty Kathy's trunk and peer inside. Dirty, torn doll clothes, an archery set, a miniature can of spray paint. Yes. And you spot what? a small CD. You grab the disc and hold it under the light. There's a picture of a key on it. <gasps> Bingo. I we were oh my like- God, is that a ska mixtape? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to like armor up and like go to war with these guys with all like, the spray paint and stuff. But yeah, this is, t- this is cool too. You were going to spray paint yourself and go to war with dolls? No, I was going to like yeah, get spray- a lighter, lighter or something. That works, right? No, I, I, okay, I, like, no, I yeah. love the idea of spray painting war paint on our face and then grabbing the bow and arrow and going full Rambo. And That's what I thought we were going to do. <laughs> That's what I was excited about. Yeah. You hold the disc tightly in your fist. Which aisle were the learning toys in? You close your eyes and try to picture the big overhead sign. Uh-oh, big mistake. You should not have never closed your eyes. By the what? time you open them again, you're surrounded. There are Zorgs at your feet and beside you. They're hanging from the shelves, reaching for you, flexing their claws, licking their lips. No, you cry out. Half a dozen of them leap onto you in a flurry of foul-smelling fur. You swing your arms like windmills, flinging two of the monsters off your shirt. Then you start to run toward the glass wall, but marching in formation down the doll aisle, blocking your way is a squad of big wooden soldiers. How are you going to get out of this oh, one? Frick. 
Page 22. Okay, we're gonna, let's go to war. Let's fight back! Yeah, I'm down to kick kick some toy ass if we have the chance. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. This isn't happening, you tell yourself, squeezing your eyes shut. You open your eyes. You're still trapped between the hideous slime-drooling zorgs at your back and the giant army in the front. The soldiers march toward you, aiming their weapons. They fire! Whoa! Um, you duck, and we have to turn to th- page 39. He's really just stressing, stretching out this, this sequence. Yes, he is. No, you cry as the soldiers fire their weapons. You squeeze your eyes shut. An instant later, you feel something sticky fall on your face. It's your hair on your arm. It's in your, in your hair on your arms and legs. Yuck, they're squirting, uh, you with cans of instant spider web. The gooey threads cover you, trapping you in a tight net. You struggle to move, to run. But your arms are pinned to your sides by stringing, stringy spider webs. Your legs are trapped too. Help! You cry, hoping that Paul can hear you. They've got me, Paul. They've got me. <laughs> clop, clop, clop. <laughs> the soldiers' boots uh, stomp on the floor as they march uh, up and take you as their prisoner. You, they hoist you onto their shoulders. Eight soldiers on each side. They carry you into the factory where Nasty Kathy is waiting. She looks angrier than ever. Good work, she tells the soldiers. Now let's show this kid how it feels to be treated like a toy. Uh-oh. I don't like that. No, yeah. I don't like that no, no. All, at all. You squirm and wiggle to try to free yourself, but the instant spiderweb is strong. You can't break it through it. You look like a big fat bug, Nasty Kathy sneers. Too bad I already had my dinner. Then she points to the conveyor belt where what? you saw... Where you saw the life-size dolls being made. Put the human scum up there. She orders the soldiers. Wait, no, you cry, but everyone ignores you. Let's put our guest through the hair-planting machine, Nasty Kathy squeals. The one that punched holes in my scalp to put hair in my head. Jesus. Uh, Let's see how, how a human likes that. No, you scream again. Don't do it. Thwack, ka-chunk. You hear the horrible machine start up. Nasty Kathy cackles and hurries away. As the soldiers start to lift you onto the conveyor belt, your mind races. Isn't there some way to escape these toys? Maybe you could pretend to be a toy yourself. The police officer doll looked exactly like a real person. Or maybe you could try a bribe. Uh, if you pretend to be a toy, pa- turn to page nine. If you try to buy your way out of this hairy situation, turn to page one thirty-four. Okay, I don't I, know. Pretend to be a toy. Wait, hold on. Though. Pretend to be a toy. Why would that work? Like we, they, they see us. Why would we suddenly be like, I am a toy? You're Hello. right. Like, you're right. Like, That's super stupid. Uh, unless, unless somehow they like left the scene or coming back in. Here's the thing: Do we have anything on us that we've picked up that we could bribe with, like? The spray paint, or like, what else did we get? The walkie talkie. You, you got the key. You got the CD. Oh yeah, we could bribe her with her life. We get <gasps> threatened. That's interesting. I, I feel like we bribe. That makes more sense, right? Yeah, I'm with you. Let's bribe. Wait, you cry out, uh, kicking and squirming inside the spider web. Wait, let me go, please. I'll make it worth your while. The army captain strokes his chin. Really? <laughs> yeah, sounded <laughs> interesting. Sure, you answer eagerly. Anything? I'll 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 give you anything. What do you want? What have you got? The captain asks. Hmm, good question. What have you got? How about my old toys and games you offer weekly? Games? Toys? Are you kidding? Ha! The captain sweeps his arm toward the overflowing warehouse. All the soldiers start laughing and slapping their knees. Even the ninjas chuckle. Turn on the machines! (laughs) Captain commands with a little wave of his hand. Wait! How about a bag of chocolate gold coins? A million dollars in Monopoly money? You try. 
but it's no use. The conveyor belt is moving again. You ride closer and closer to the whole punching machine. Thwack, ka-chunk. I feel Dude. like that should have become real money. Yeah. I Look, here's the thing. We did that not knowing we were going to be fucking terrible negotiators. I know. Yeah, that was yeah. really bad. He Offering toys and games. They need to on. give you, like, D&D stats for, like, hey, your charisma is, right, is a yeah. 13. Yeah, at the beginning, you should know. Help! You kick and scream, struggling to get free. In a burst of strength, you break your arms and legs out of the sticky web, but it's too late. Two huge mechanical arms move in and hold you in place. A large flat panel slides under your back, then bends, forcing you to sit up. A bowl-shaped thing whirs into place over your head. You squint your eyes and grate your teeth. Any minute now, the hole punching should begin. Then you catch your reflection in the shiny machine. Hey, the bowl-shaped thing above you is a giant plastic doll scalp. What? You watch, horrified, as the machine lowers onto your head. Then it fits the plastic doll's face over yours. Oh my molding god! Molding it into place. You can see through the do- uh, the slit the uh, through the slits the eye slits. The machine holds plastic arms and legs around your own. Soon you're covered in plastic. They're turning you into a life-size doll. What? This is so... This, can I just say real quick, if this is the end, we've taken like 20 pages to get to this scene without any... I don't know. Without any legit things happening? Yeah, okay. Thwack, ka-chunk, thwack, ka-chunk. You feel the machine poking holes in your new plastic scalp and punching in new strands of hair. You catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror. Your mouth is curved into a permanent smile. Your red plastic lips are slightly open. Yuck, you're a doll. A dopey, smiling, life-size doll. Nasty Kathy strolls up to you as you sit there on the conveyor belt. So, she snarls, now you're one of us. Are you going to help us with our plan or not? Do you help Nasty Kathy's army, uh, or do you want to help the toys? Uh, fu- help wait, me, wait, that's not that's not one and the same? I'm sorry, wait. If you agree to join Nasty Kathy's army, turn to page 105. If you don't want to help the... To- oh, I'm sorry. If you don't want to help the toys, turn to page 25. At this oh. point, I, I feel like we help them and then, like, just sabotage them or whatever. Like, Wait, so you're saying help, say, agree that we'll help? Yeah, agree, say that we'll help, but, like, at some point, they're like, now, plug in the key... To the to the internet. And I'm with you. We'll double, all be to- or that kind of thing. Long like, term no. double agent. Long term double agent. I got you. Also, like, okay. h- how much of it are we? This is some, this is reversible with modern surgery. We can get through most of this. It's fine. <laughs> okay, you tell Nasty Kathy, I'll join you. You don't have to. You think you don't think about it for more than a minute. What other choice do you have? You're a toy now. Actually, you think it's kind of cool being a doll. Your plastic body is tough, and you'll never have to worry about mosquito bites again or sunburns. And best of all, sure. you finally got. You finally get to find out about the toy's mysterious plan. Welcome aboard, Nasty Kathy says, shaking your hand. Okay, here's the deal. You have to sign up nine more toys. <laughs> and then they have to sign up nine more toys. <laughs> for subscriptions. Or kill your friend. <laughs> we we toys on a uh we toys are on a mission, Nasty Kathy explains. A mission to stamp out toy abuse, huh? You stare at her. You mean you're not going to take over the world? Nasty Kathy snorts. Don't be dumb. What would we do that for? <laughs> no, we just wanted to make the world a little better for toys. To stop kids from ripping out the eyes of teddy bears, pulling off their dolls' heads, stuff like that. That's why we're making all the police dolls. Someone has to control these kids. Oh, what? you murmur and trail off. You feel kind of let down. You were expecting to hear something more exciting, something more adventurous. <laughs> But you promised to help. Count me in, you declare. What do you want me to do? Nasty Kathy grins, showing her pointed teeth. You shiver, even though you're uh, on her. Even though now you're on her side, uh, she's kind of scary. 
you're going to be our demonstration doll. Oh, come on. Fuck off. I was so on board this until then. What? Start your new job on page five. So they're just gonna, like, rip us up and shit? Okay. Oh, that's bullshit. That's dumb. Fuck that twist. (laughs) God damn it. That's so stupid. Oh, man. R.L. really hates the kids who read this book. He wants to punish them. Okay, on Monday mor- on Monday morning, you and Officer Murphy, the toy policeman, arrive at your school for a special assembly. When he is introduced, Officer Murphy glares sternly at the kids in the audience. Children, he booms, I'm here to show you some things that you should never do to your toys like this. He tugs you to the front of the stage. He pulls out a big black magic marker and scribbles all over your face. What? Hey, you protest, spitting out the ink. Cut it out. Or this, Officer Murphy continues as if you hadn't spoken. He grabs you by the hair and drags you around the stage. Ow, you yell. Stop it. Ouch. And never, ever let your pets get a hold of your toys, Officer Murphy adds. Like this. He presses a remote control. Barking furiously, Mittens, the mechanical Doberman, races across the stage and attacks your leg. Why are we putting up with this? (sighs) Hey, remember those crash test dummies they used to test cars? That's what you are now. So do the smart thing. Close the book. And next time you read it, try not to be a dummy. The end. Damn, dude. Oh, I man. hate R- RL. You, you piece. Listen, I know you listen to this. You piece of garbage. What, <laughs> what do you want kids to do? Do you want it to be like, are you hoping that they'll read it multiple times and you're just trying to extend the value of the book by giving them the dumbest endings until there's one that's hidden? Or do you just really want to turn kids into like, I don't know, just pieces of of, of, of slug. Your sl- slug body's not doing anything active, just letting things happen to them. Not You're punishing characters for being <laughs> active in their destiny, which is like what you should be rewarding as a writer, you fucking hack. God I feel, damn it. I feel, like we were being, I feel like we were being very active in that one, and we were punished for it. Over and over again. Okay. I think, I think we, and it's funny, because we, by being uh, compassionate and going after Paul, I think we were punished. I think we should have just murdered all the toys instantly. I don't, what was the point of the walkie-talkie thing? Like, why do we even do that? <laughs> um, did come up at some point. Like, it wasn't like, Paul, like, heard you say something, or you, like... I love the concept of, the, uh, the like, a dare program for abusing toys for some reason. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is very, very strange, and, uh, I feel like I've read so much. <laughs> that was, dude, that was a long and winding path to get to us becoming a doll at the That's end. That's what I'm saying, like, there was one point yeah. where it felt like it was 20 pages of straight, just, like, very, not even a choice, maybe one choice, and just kind of like, yeah, you fought back, you got some things, but then you turn a corner and you're trapped, oh, and then there's a wall there, and you decide to go away. Then they web you up, like, none of these, like, none of these are choices, you just kind of, like, let along. We were... We were definitely behind the eight ball the entire time. Uh, can I pull out a few? I'm looking at the wiki. Just a few of the bad endings that could have gotten out. Um, yeah, I would please. I would say we would go back and try other ones, but that was such a long journey to it that I think we just have to read some of the other endings. Yeah. Uh, well, what's the good endings here? Let's see. Let's go down. Okay, well, I was going to say that at one point, I think it's... <laughs> okay. Uh, this is what I kind of like. Uh Calling 911 on a toy telephone summons toy police. Again, there's a lot of like toy cop things I don't really completely understand. They accuse you of breaking and entering. Then they break you up to get you to fit inside the toy police car, which is super fucking dark. Yeah. Whoa. 
I love one uh, is just there's there, there a lot of these are very long, but there is one that is uh, five words long, and it just says "frozen solid by the annihilator." <laughs> uh, I do see the one that like, the last choice we made. I wonder if it would have gone differently. After getting turned into a toy, you decide not to help the toys and call mm. your mother instead. That's also not even what what the option was. Call your mother. Okay. She arrives with Benny's father and two police officers. Interesting that she was with Benny's father. Yeah. Um, slash Paul, right? That's Paul. Paul, that's Paul, yeah. Uh, but she doesn't recognize you anymore, and the other toys have gone into their motionless state. The cops arrest you for impersonating a human. What? Since it's only your first offense, the judge tells you to do community service by guest starring for two months on the Dudley the Dragon what? Show. You decide to stay what? a while longer so you can save up to get the plastic shell removed crazy that that's kind of a good ending though like i don't know you survived this one this one's crazy you and benny stow away on an airplane but you were caught by babaloo's goons instead of taking you to walt disney world where they're headed they push you out of the airplane door without any parachutes what why (laughs) what What? there's a lot of murderous ones in here you trip and land in front of an army of green uh army of green army men soldiers carrying rifles with real ba- real bayonets they apparently kill you whoa, whoa. okay so uh, one more thing that's kind of weirdly twist you're trapped inside a toy car with benny and babalu mm-hmm. benny again is paul decide to grab the car's steering wheel but since your hands are taped together and you don't know how to drive you end up taking the car off the edge of the road into a river <laughs> what Babalu, 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 and Benny survive the crash since they're only toys, but you don't. Oh, dark. Wait, were you secretly a toy the whole here's, time? Here's what I'm seeing through the, as I look through these endings. Benny is, in a lot of these, Benny, a.k.a. Paul, is a toy. A lot of times, there's a lot of times where people, where everybody else in the story is toys. Oh, yeah. Toys. Even one of the good endings... After inserting the key into the incredible talking, spelling, thinking, intelligent machine, which we never got a chance to get to. Mm-hmm. We got the key, by the way. We were, gonna, we were going sh- to do it, yeah. We must have been close. We just picked it wrong. You end up shutting down all the toys, including Benny, since he was a toy himself. Yep. You get home safely, but the book reminds you that you haven't really come to the end yet. Because anyone you know, including your parents or your best friend, could secretly be a toy. Dark Fuck ending. off. Dark Well, ending. then fine. Fine, they're shut off. Like, they're good. Uh, you, Benny, and the toy pig escape the factory. He puts the key inside this machine, shutting down the toys. At this point, he reveals that he is a toy and lured you to the factory with the promise of the tour. He needed your help to shut down the other toys. So that's that was you, Paul. Ah, okay, Benny. All right, right, right. Uh, You're still bah, wondering bah. about the secret plans, but that is a story for another day. I don't even know what the secret plans are for. Yeah. Uh, so here's Annihilator stuff. You find the Annihilator had two similar versions of itself inside. The bad Ooh. Annihilator 1500 goes on about destruction. The good one tells you how to turn it off. So they do the whole, like, moral, like, pick two doors thing. Uh-huh. Uh, you and Mr. Whittle end up destroying the Annihilator. Mr. Whittle says the model you got was only a test version. He then tells you you're going to enter your name in the big drawing that you have a chance to win an improved version. The Annihilator, 4,000. Just give him the toy. Just give him the toy. Just Yeah. We did a lot of work, obviously, to get that ending. Give him the toy. Uh, here's the thing. Like, so it says, like, there's six good endings, and it seems like three of them are all one variation on you get to the machine... Benny tells you he's a toy, and you get outside with the stuffed pig. Yeah. The pig was a good guy, is what I'm seeing in all these endings. So I'm glad that Pig Boy ends up being good. I'm glad we I went to the him. toys. I'm glad we went to the toy factory for sure. What were you going to say, Don? Um, I just like that. I like the toy. I like that little pig. I like that little pig. Yeah. He's a good dude. I like, I like that there was like a cast system of like baby toys compared to uh-huh, the higher baby... toys. Uh-huh. 
I don't know why Nasty Kathy was not a baby toy. I guess that's like, what is that like a garbage pail I kid? Think, for I like... think she was a lo- she was on the lower cast and she has risen, and that's why she's probably. I kind of empathize with Kathy a little bit. I think I see where she's coming from. She worked her way up. She fought to get to where she is. I I I actually really love. I loved our whole thing when we were now going to work with the toys. I hate the like. You just become their test dummy for no reason, and yeah, I like, think I think by, volunteer to be abused. I don't get that. Yeah, I think by by offering to to join them, they should have been a little nicer to us. But you know, that's toys for you. <laughs> I can tell Chad did not like this book. I I'm, I'm <laughs> glad where we went. I just I I don't know. I, are, are we like we're jumping all over because we're picking the ones that the people on the Patreon vote for? But like, it, a few of these just feel like. You could you could at least put like a fake choice in there somewhere. Like you could at least, I mean, this give is, us a couple options. This you is know? number twenty. Know. This is number twenty in the Give Yourself Goosebumps series. So this is this is deep in. This is this is halfway through the series. We, we made the right choice. It's good that we didn't go to the the Annihilator. I'm sure it would have been just like I think you're exactly right, Paul or Dom. It would have just been. Oh no, he's him. crazy! You, he's stuck on destroy mode, and like it would have just been that. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, that's what I think. It would have been like every other. It would have been a lot more like the other, uh, other stories in this. Yeah, uh, reading yeah. the endings, it looks like it's just all versions of the Annihilator destroys part of your home, where you get in trouble and blah. Yeah, fuck, fuck that. No, we want to go to a fantasy world of toys, living toys. No, we we made the right choice. I think we had a. I think we had a good adventure, guys. Yeah, good work. I think we did the best we could. We tried to stay active, Chad, but uh, once again, RL has has stymied us. He's a piece. He's a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> should we wrap it up there? Yeah, we could. I think so. We, I think so. You know, I'm a little, I'm a little exhausted from all that. Hey, reading. Dom, thanks for reading that book, man. You did real good. Yeah, you, you did, did a great, real good. Hey, th- oh, lots of you. reading and lots of voices, and you did a great job when you had to do sound effects. You re- oh, you re- thank you. Oh, thank you. You really picked up the pace when you just were doing the the plops and slaps. You really transformed yeah. into Babalu, the most well fleshed out character ever in in Babalu. Yeah, who uh, calls him that? My boy. He like Babalu. left immediately too. He just was like, "Okay, hey, I'm a character. Goodbye." He peaced out. Yeah, real fast. That's not idiot. Uh, anyway, uh, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, what what's going on, guys? You guys got anything cool stuff? You got any stuff you want to talk about? Things to check out. Um. Oh, I have a new T-shirt in my store. Yeah, it's a drawing. Actually, there's two of them. It's, a- it's this drawing of an alien head that I did, and uh, it's got buck teeth or a tongue sticking out. Um, whichever one is just strikes your fancy. I think I, you I'm can, a big fan of the tongue. You can check it out at comfyjunior.com. Uh, that's my website where you can buy my merch uh, that I make, and uh, it glows. <laughs> it, it glows in black light, it's guys. Great. It looks. That's, dope. Oh, I actually didn't know that detail. That's pretty cool. Did I send you one, Paul? No, you did not. I, we talked about it though. Oh uh, yeah, I need to get you. Oh, I want one. I want that tooth. I like the toothy boy. Okay. No, you know what? You're no, gonna no. get you. Tongue has tongue has grown on me. I like the sassy tongue, actually. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah I, I thought you would go for the teeth. I, I want that tongue. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Comfyjunior.com. Comfyjunior.com. That's me. Comfyjr. C O M F Y J R. Paul, what about yourself? Uh, I'm still doing my same old stuff. We got continue. We got continue cast. If you if you join our Patreon and pretend friends, our new podcast. 
new ish. He's doing it all. And you guys are doing fantasy now. Yeah, we're in a fantasy world now. So the full first season of of uh, Pretend Friends is done, and you can listen to it all and get the full like arc story of that one. And we just started a fantasy one. Pretty cool. I've been enjoying it so far. I really enjoy your big tree man character. My I like tree it a man lot. and my and the cute sugar glider that lives inside of my tree hair, Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you, Chad? What, what, what about you? Uh, I was thinking, uh, we just finished up, speaking of role-playing games, we just finished season one of Trapped in the Birdcage mm-hmm, on D&D's Twitch mm-hmm. channel. Great cast on VODs. that. Great cast. Thank you. Great cast, uh, including friends of the show. Uh, you can go on YouTube, their D&D's YouTube channel, and watch all the episodes. Uh, also, uh, Troll Hunters, the last season just dropped yeah. uh, on Netflix. So, go see that. And they announced spin-off shows. Maybe I'm working on one of those. Um, Maybe. Go, but go check it out. I think, guys, I gotta say, like, the, the animation of the 3D of that show are, are, are were amazing, and it gets, like, movie quality yeah, that uh, show, in that last season. It gets real good. That show is very high quality. They don't, they haven't it's skimped on surprising. that. Surprising. I, I was worried when I first started working on the show, it was gonna look like Code Lyoko or something. Uh-huh. Or, like, first season reboot. Guys, Pretty good. Check it out on Netflix. Um, yeah, guys, also follow us on Twitter at GooseBudsPod. You can email us at, at GooseBuds at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Stitcher now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how much that matters to you guys, but you guys kept emailing us. It's on Stitcher. Are we on Spotify? Download it on Stitcher. Oh, we're not on Spotify. Is that a thing we should do? Yeah, you can. Uh, I did it for Pretend Friends. You can... Uh... You can very easily link it. So we'll, we'll get ourselves we'll on, on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, we'll, we'll be on Spotify. We'll be on Spotify instead. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll work on that one. And what else? If you want to hear us talk more about Chad's church bands, we're going to be talking about that. <laughs> we're definitely talking about that in this month. Camp Goosebuds, an exclusive podcast for our patrons. Patreon.com slash Goosebuds. Go there. You can get you can get that for $5, right? It's a $5 level. $5 gets you exclusive access to Camp Goosebuds. Uh, our Discord with real cool people in it. Uh, you get to vote on books. Any level of support is greatly appreciated, but that gives you all the cool stuff. And if you if if you do make a purchase at my website, <laughs> if you if you do buy something, leave like a note in the customer thing, and like I'll I'll do a little drawing or something, or I'll throw something extra in for you. Just uh, just say, just be like, I'm a goose friend or something. You know, <laughs> leave it in there. Just 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 say what's up. Uh, guys, that's an episode. That is. And uh, I am glad we've done this journey. Dom, thank you again. Yeah, Dom, thanks oh, for reading. thank you. Hey, hey. Hey. It comes with the territory. <laughs> hey, and, uh, just like a metaphor for virginity, know that once you break in the, the plastic box on the toy that is your, your innocence, you can't get it back. So watch out there. Keep it wrapped. <laughs> Keep it wrapped. Keep it wrapped up, guys. Keep it wrapped up. We'll see you guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys for the next episode, which should be Monster Blood Three, y'all. Oh my god! Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Cool. All right. See you guys. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Goosebuds is only possible because of the support of patrons like yourself. We want to thank Asim Zeman, Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara, Indianapolis Meowmer Speedway, Kale Clinton, Slumlord Onion, T-Crabs, Bradford Coulter, John Keaty, Gamesphere, Lendo Martin, Aiden Dice, Jonas Engman, 
Dylan Vaughn, Jin K, Joe, Gregory D. Warren, Axel Rock, Feore, Alan Saylor, Mikey Jello, James Roy, Eric LeBaron, Reed Steubendike, Divaldi, Sam Z. Hash, Leopold the Rabbit, Matthew Rieger, Heidi Shanks, Adrian Gunter, Hector Alberto Riviera Ortiz, Cougar Capoman, Reinfected, Gabe Chavez, Heath Robinson, Sludge McKenzie, King Bank, Andrew, Ryan J. Navarro Cote, Cam McLean, parentheses pronounced like Die Hard's last name, Maddie, Ethan Obema, Calf, Sam Newton, Cody Redfield, Tyler Penner, Matt Batchelor, Ishak Arafin, Randy Hernandez, Amelia Crouch, Will Vanderslice, Trendy Moron, Clay Castle, Tom Whittem, Miguel Pardo, Christina Doling, Tara Jansen, Macho Muffin Randy Savage, first name, last name, Luke Noodles, just a pretty good dog overall, Jonas Blatterman, Chris Mazu, Roberto Rodriguez, Shifty Swamps, Third Sergio, Patrick, Aaron Watching You Sleep Dom, Cole, The Dragon Llama, Jake Young, Jason Crooker, S, Patrick Reynolds, Scott Colopy, Trent Davis, Jacob Racker, Your Best Pal, Look Me in the Eyes When You Read My Name, Robert Moon, Stealth Bates, Ryan Melfi, Logan Troiano, Yetisburg, Zentacles, Drew Applegate, Silo, Alistair Perez, Brian Wells, Victor, Becca McWilliams, Boner Jams 2018 Return of the Bride of the Slink, Zam Bambino, Sven Stormbeard, Ben Bohan, Psychomaster One, Carly Sarnowski, Vincent Modica, Aaron T. Strunk, Chris Culver, Stephen Ghostkisser Daniels, John Jimco, Brandon Roudenbush, Jennifer Britton, Afshin Modeleb, Bean Daddy Spook Boy, Danky McStanky, Low Belly's Tears, Y.T. Chan, Matt Flanagan, Jubs, The Rupal Productions, Mayor Negatorium, Joshua Lopez, Martin A. Macias, Daniel Calejas, Jim Greaves, John Luke, Natu Pearl Henderson, Christopher Boyce, Hollis Hornbeak, Turtlemancer, Walter Fraser, Cameron Murphy Audio, Paul Grasso, Ben It's Pronounced Beeler Beeler, Michael McDowell, David Cron, Zang Keith, Chad is a Smelly Buttface, agreed, I'm a Kevin, Joshua P. Robertson, Tim I. Healy, David Cole, Mickey C., Dapio, Jared Mason, Kevin Boucher, Taylor Dierks, Matt Sadler, Nick Hinkle, Brian Furniton, Fred Atkins, Nathan Dolezal, Clayton C., Mike Lanteri, Kyla Tharp, Buddy Morrill, Chris Birch, Joe, hope you all have a nice day, Scott. Thanks again, we couldn't do this without you. Your support is immeasurable.